Welcome in to the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast with Robert Glasscock, Thomas Miller. We're going to talk about a current event here in 2023, but we're going to tilt it to where you can use this information anytime. As we are recording this, the United States is into a strike from the United Auto Workers in Detroit. We have a chart of when the strike began on September 15th, 2023 at midnight. That's in the show notes, so if you'd like to look it up, we are going to be referencing that a little bit. But it opened up a listener question from a longtime faithful listener, Julie, so let's listen to that first to set the stage. I was looking, of course, I looked at the astrological chart just to see where the planets are, and I know Mars rules driving Mercury rules transportation, and the moon rules actually vehicle purchases, uh, or at least the fourth house does. And so I know Mars is in detriment right now because it's transiting through Libra, and the moon is not comfortable in Capricorn because it's in detriment there. So I was wondering if you and Robert could do an Old Soul, New Soul episode on the astrological breakdown of the UAW strike. I think it would be so fascinating and so relevant because it's literally happening right now and everyone needs transportation. They need some form of transportation to get where they're going. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. Thank you so much, Julie. And it's a good question and a good platform. And Robert, it's interesting that the strike began at midnight on September 15th. Mercury stationed direct the same day, just about 16 hours after the strike began. So obviously... The UAW was not using an astrologer when they set this strike up. And I'm telling you, I I would have waited. I'll tell you what, I would have waited at least from the standpoint of communication. Because to me, starting a, a major strike under a Mercury retrograde says that the communication is not going to go well at least through the process, and that's kind of what we've been seeing, I guess. We're not going to get in the mechanics of the strike because that's a moving news story. What we're going to talk about is are some things related to transportation. So let's go back and break this question down from what she was asking. First of all, she was under the impression that Mars rules driving. Now, what do you say about that? Well, Mars certainly rules the mechanics of the car, the engine, the mechanics, the drivetrain, all of that stuff. That's all Mars, tools and machines and so on. Uh, And to that extent, so does Uranus, because it rules the computerization of automobiles today. So it's a fact, you know, that servicing cars today is completely different than 20 years ago or 30, much less. So you, you diagnose everything from the computers in the car. So it's Mars and Uranus, which both you both rule the mechanics of of driving all right now so, you're getting, you, this is making me think of medical astrology a little bit yes. here so does does saturn have an influence in the car and i'm thinking because saturn is the skeletal system the bones okay in medical, so what would be the skeleton of the car that would be the frame the chassis the, the drive the train. Chassis, yeah. yeah that yep. kind of thing okay interesting Cool. But the drivetrain and so on, those are ruled by Mars. And in medical astrology, you mentioned it, for example, an incubator baby. If you have, say, a premature birth and the baby is put in an incubator, that's Uranus. It's, it's assisted by mechanics. The baby's survival depends on, on the, the scientific mechanics of an incubator in that case. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, now, she mentioned two. Mercury rules transportation. So we typically think in the cookbook 
that when we're talking about transportation, be it a car, a bus, a train, a moped, a bicycle, whatever, that all of a sudden we should, if we're being good astrologers, start thinking Mercury and the third house. But we've already extended it way past that with these other details of particularly a vehicle. So how do you, where, where is the line then of the third house and Mercury related to transportation? Where does it stop and something else like Mars or Uranus begins? Well, in mundane astrology, for example, the third house, which in the natural wheel, which starts with zero Aries, the third house and Gemini rules all routine forms of transportation and communication. So in mundane astrology, the third house rules cars, buses, trains, planes, automobiles, shipping, any kind of routine, bicycles, mopeds, as you mentioned, any kind of routine transportation is ruled by the third house. And you could extrapolate Gemini in in a, a natural wheel. Uh, But the strike is a collective conflict which has to be resolved legally and probably by the, and not probably, but will be resolved by the courts. That's the ninth house, not the third. See the difference in mundane? So if you're looking at the strike itself, it's a collective action that has been taken. And in this chart with the United Auto Workers strike, at midnight, you have Aquarius up there and Saturn retrograde in Pisces up there. What does that tell you right off the bat? Is this strike going to end in a week? Uh, we're going to be here a while. You got it. <laughs> and there are going to be complications and there are going to you be setbacks <laughs> and there are going to be disagreements. And there's going to be a lot of don't tell me what to do, and I'm going to drive this show. And until they can get both sides to agree on at least to sit down and shut up, they're not going to get very far. How'd I do? (laughs) You're doing great, and it's historic. This is historic. Actually, this strike, the name of this strike is called, I think, the um, stop. Hang on a second. Well, this goes back almost back into the Depression. We haven't had a strike like this significant since then wow whoa well there's saturn again there's that saturn ruler that's absolutely right this strike they're calling it the stand-up which is a nod to the historic sit-down strike that took place almost a century ago in the midst of the great depression saturn retrograde in the night harking back to a strike back then Okay, and this is, this gets into so many other things that I've been talking about on Fun Astrology, and we've got to be careful here because this is a podcast that people are going to be listening to in 2050. So it's like, yeah, but I'm just pointing out the historic, the historic. <laughs> this is amazing. Of this strike, it is huge. Well, let's okay, then let's dance a little bit further here. So the other ruler of Aquarius, which is ruling this ninth house is Uranus, which is in Taurus, which is in retrograde, which Jupiter is closing in on this conjunction that's going to happen in early 2024. And we've already had, a couple of years ago, Saturn squared Uranus three times in 2021. So we already have this big money paradigm going on here. And I'm just thinking if, like, this affects transportation in a big way. 
plus Uranus is in the 11th house with Jupiter, which magnifies stuff. So Jupiter is blowing up this argument, and this is affecting the collective 11th house. This is a big deal. Wow. Yeah, it is. No, it's huge because this one is focused on on manufacturing automobiles. And that seems to be a narrow focus. But in fact, that sector of the economy is enormous. You And, and you're right about in this chart for the, the strike, the ninth house is ruled by Aquarius. The old Chaldean ruler is Saturn. The contemporary ruler is Uranus. And in, in orary astrology, you always start with the Chaldean ruler first. So it's ruled, this strike is ruled by Saturn in Pisces already, yeah. <laughs> a sign of duality, confusion, possible corruption, hidden elements, on and on and on. And of course, this relates to the petroleum industry. If you're not manufacturing automobiles, then suddenly petroleum and shipping and all of that, and shipping of petroleum, those are affected. So this this ramifies internationally, Thomas, with Pisces and Neptune ruling international considerations here. So we're thinking of this as just a local uh, United States strike, but in fact, it affects the world. Now, I know people would like to have the obvious question answered. Well, then how long is it going to go? And shouldn't astrology be able to tell us this? You know, one of the things that I've seen in so many droves, I mean it has been coming over in waterfalls, is making predictions right now, especially with the energy of the world and everything consciousness itself changing so fast, is one of the best things. We're just going to leave it right here, is let consciousness unfold and don't try to be some hero and pick a time because you got about a 90% chance of being wrong, and really we don't use astrology that way. But there is another really interesting take that we can apply this to. Let's go back to the third house, and let's just think about, so we're going to buy a car, and you're probably going to buy a foreign car now, a Japanese or a Korean or German car now, because there might not be any American cars for a while. But let's say that you need to go car shopping and you are looking at a couple of options of cars, doesn't that bring us back now to the third house? Yes. So if you're car shopping, you start with the third house, which rules the car. So, for example, I did this a few years ago, and everybody's heard about this. I was looking at buying a new Honda. So if you're looking at three different cars, let's say you're looking at a Honda, and the second one you mentioned is a Subaru, and the third one you're looking at is a Kia. Well, in Orrery astrology, it's pretty cut and dried. The first car that, that the client mentions is ruled by the third house. And what they're asking is, which one of these cars is the best deal for me? So if you take the first one they mentioned as ruled by the third house, then the second one, it's a serial question. This car, this car, that car. So the second car they mentioned is a sibling question to the first one. So if the first car they mentioned is a Honda, ruled by the third house, the second car they mentioned is a Subaru, it's ruled by the fifth house, and the third car they mentioned is the Kia, it's ruled by the third from the fifth, a sibling question, so it's ruled by the Kia, it's ruled by the seventh. So you can absolutely look at those three different houses and use orary astrology to pretty quickly tell you which one is the best deal for you at the time you're asking the question. And actually, that story about buying or leasing the Honda 
is in the horary course that you go into explicit detail and you talk about how that whole thing unfolded. In fact, I think you have a couple of car stories in the horary course. And that's a very practical use of astrology. It really is. Yeah, it is. Okay, now let's let's do this. Let's paint a little picture here. So we have narrowed ourselves down to the Honda. And now we have to look at our bank account. We have to look at our monthly cash flow. We have to look at the options of paying for this said Honda that we have fallen in love with. And we really want to drive off that lot. Are we talking about the second house? I wouldn't. You're confusing the issue if you do. And part of Warrior Astrology's success is the Occam's Razor. Simplest is best. When you are asking an astrologer which one of these three cars is the best car for me, the value is built into the question. So simply by looking at the differences between the first car mentioned, the second car mentioned, and the third car mentioned, the financing is already wrapped up in the question, which one of these cars is the best deal for me? Now, if you start saying, oh, okay, let's look at the second house from the third for the financing of that car, you can do that, but you're ignoring whatever the first question, if the first question is favorable, yes, buy the Honda. Well, maybe it's unfavorable. No, don't buy the Honda. Then you look at the second option, the Subaru, and it says, yes, this is the best deal. You look at the third one, the Kia. No. So already you've got your answer, buy the Subaru. And that's all you need because it's already built into the question. If that's the most favorable car at the time you ask this question, that's the one to buy. And then the the financing of it is secondary. Whether you're paying cash, taking out a loan, in my case, folding in an extended 10-year warranty, and so on, that's all secondary. And you can get confused because maybe it says, yes, buy the Honda. Then you look at the second from the third house, and the, the second house, the second from the third house has kind of negative aspects. Well, now you've got a contradictory answer because you're using astrology wrong. The question is about which car is best for me. Here are the three I have looked at, the Honda, the Subaru, and the Kia. Which one looks the best? And you go with that answer and buy it or lease it, whatever you want to do. And you can, you can distinguish between that, as I did, you know, in the question that I had which is in that orary course. But it, it's it's always tempting to want to take astrology way too far and complicate it, and you start winding up getting confused and getting contradictory answers and losing the value of astrology, which is pretty straightforward in orary. Let, let me bring another scenario in. I just had a thought, and maybe we'll just wrap up with this, because it's kind of a practical situation. Let's say that a couple is lounging around on a Friday night, and they're just chilling, and they have a conversation about, you know, both of their cars work great, but one is a little older than the other, and they're basically, they interchange cars, but, you know, one spouse drives one primarily, but they're just thinking, I wonder, should we replace that old car now, and could we afford it? Could we really afford another payment or a new payment now? And that's all they've done. They haven't looked at anything online. They haven't gone to a car shop. They're just having a chat. Would that be a second house question there? All right. Is the question about money or is the question about a car? They're asking if they can afford it. 
should they incorporate a Afford new payment? Afford what? They could be talking about buying a plane, but which would also be third. Here's my point, Thomas. They're not talking about the money. They're talking about buying a car. So the money becomes secondary to what they're buying. If they're talking about buying a piece of jewelry, that's the fifth house. You see what I mean? To me, what they're evaluating is, and let's say the guy's a CPA. He's looking at the bottom line of his monthly ledger. But that's not what the question is. The question is not about money. It's about should we replace this car? You have to listen to the question. It's about a car. The financing is secondary to that, and you can look at that. But you can. this is what I mean by the simplicity of astrology. If they were thinking about buying a diamond ring, that's not a third house issue. That's a fifth house issue. Be the same question. Can we afford it? How should we finance the diamond ring? But they're not talking about a diamond ring. They're talking about a car and the financing of that, which is secondary to should we replace this car? That's the primary question which you have to stick with. You're putting the money in front of the car, and the money is after the car. It's, the question is, should we replace the car? And you make it a very simple yes or no answer. And then you can explore it further. But if you get a, sim a simple answer, yeah, replace this car. Great. So what you're saying then is the provision of the money is already built into the answer of the third house question of replacing the car. That was the question. Should we replace this car? That's how you phrased it. That's how the client, I mean, if they're sitting around on a weekend talking about it, should we replace this old car? Easy. Set up an orary. Look at it. It'll say yes or no. Or it may say indefinite. You may not get an answer. Sometimes you get that with a worry astrology, which often happens in a kind of superficial question like that. Okay, we're sitting around having a couple of glasses of wine, and we're talking about replacing this car. That's really trivial. They're not serious about it yet. They're just thinking about it. They haven't looked around. They're just talking about it. And you may get an worry question that reflects that. The answer is indefinite because neither one of you are serious. You're, you know, you're in your cups a little, and you're talking about replacing a car, and here's the answer. It's pretty indefinite. And when you get an indefinite answer, it says, all right, if you're really thinking about replacing your car, go look at some cars. Come back and ask the question again later when you've actually put forward. So a trivial question will often give you a trivial answer in a trivial chart like that. Very interesting. Now, if you isolated, third house says yes, buy the car, and now you're asking the should I lease or should I buy? Bingo. That would be the second from the third, or in other words, the fourth house. How did you phrase it? Should we lease it or buy it? Was that the way you phrased it? If, if you get a yes answer, replace the car. Now you say, should we lease it or should we buy it? Yes. Now you're focused on the money. And the first question is, should we? if you get a yes answer to replace the car, then should we lease it? becomes the second from the third the buying of the car becomes the third from the second of the third in other words the third from the fourth house which is the sixth house to answer the the lease question should we lease it i don't know how did you phrase it at first should we lease it or buy i it? think that was it yeah should we yeah. lease fourth house right, so should, should we, we buy lease it would be the second from the third financing okay. the first option and that would be the the fourth house the should we buy it would be the next option as far as the financing, which is the third from the fourth house, which rules the, the first option. So the buy it option would be shown in the sixth house. I hope I'm making sense here. It is. I think once people pick it apart, you might have to rewind, but yes, I think so. 
Very interesting and very cool. Great job. Wow. (laughs) Well, there's a lot involved in transportation, obviously, and there's a lot involved in horary, and that's why we created that horary course that is available over on the funastrology.com website. And if you'd like to take a look at that and learn to do exactly what we talked about, you are learning from the master. And I mean, he is so good. So that's available over there if you'd like to take a look at it. All of the resources of the podcast are in our show notes. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next time on Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast with Robert Glasscock. Glasscock.